0: Love Talk Radio Love Talk Radio This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast with you
1: Michael Boldea
0: Alright, that was the short intro. You're welcome. If you were looking forward to hearing my voice, I don't know who would be, but here we are. Welcome to the program, and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Maldia. And another week has come and gone, and uh, I guess uh, we're one well week closer to the inevitable. Uh, boy, oh boy! Uh, there were some reports that were quickly scrubbed from the interwebs. I don't know if you can still find it. That uh, U.S. special forces were already in Ukraine, as were English special forces. Um, look, we're we're trying to pick a fight uh, at, at this point. I don't know how much longer uh, we we can hold this beast on a leash. Uh, At at a certain juncture, uh, there will be nothing to it but to do it, as the kids like to say. Now, uh, there are a few things that we need to discuss, a few things that we need to talk about, uh, because uh, I, I, I like discussing things before they become front page news or because, before they uh enter into uh mass consumption uh we were talking about eggs and chickens back in the day when uh, everything went out of whack and you started paying more for an egg than you would for I don't know uh, an ounce of gold or something uh I kid of course it didn't get that bad but wait for it it's not over because, well, you know, chicken never got to 200 bucks a pound. Ah, but we're not done yet, are we? Uh, now, the latest thing I read, and look, this, this is under the headline, if they can't make you eat locusts, if they can't talk you into eating locusts, they're going to make you eat locusts at some point. Um, a dairy farm in Texas blew up last night. And it killed 18,000 head of cattle. That's, that's a lot of cows. No matter how you slice it, that's a lot of cows. And I'm wondering to myself, how exactly would one explosion kill 18,000 cows? Because they're not small things. It's not like it killed 18,000 cockroaches or ants. Cows, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're burly things. They take up a little bit of space, but apparently uh, 18,000 milking cows were killed, Uh, never mind the fact that a gallon of milk is now what, double the price it was a year ago. So you may just see an uptick in uh, the cost of milk if you are a fan of dairy. Uh, An estimated 18,000 milking cows were killed and one person was left critically injured after an explosion ripped through a Texas dairy farm on Monday. Authorities have yet to determine the cause of the blast. The Castro County Sheriff's Office confirmed with uh, Fox News Digital the cows were in a holding area before being brought in for milking when the fiery blast engulfed the South Fork Dairy Farm in dimmit. The explosion rocked nearby houses, and a pall of smoke could be seen 30 miles away. So the agenda is twofold. First, to get you to eat locusts. Second, to get you to stop driving. Anything but electric cars. And then, you know, the electric car you can't charge because uh, you're, you're a danger to the power grid. Uh, the... the there have been ideas floating about, about the, what is it, the 15-minute cities. Basically, they're, they're, they're concentration camps. Uh, that's the best way I can put it. Uh, cities that get built where within a 15-minute walk, you have everything you need. Therefore, you never have to leave. Isn't that special? It's simple. You build these giant cities, you put a couple grocery stores in there, people uh, have access to their jobs within that 15-minute radius, of course, and they can all walk. Now, granted, uh, you'd be living in a, you know, I don't know, 12 by 12 box, uh, sharing a bathroom with people. Uh, They'll tell you how many kids you can have, and, uh, you know, it'll be... You know, a, a, a worse run uh, place than China. Because uh, say what you will about the Chinese. they're you know, th- their politics are horrible. They're communists and all that. But they know how to run things. Their iron fist is uh, firmly around the neck of the people. And there isn't much wiggle room. The people that we have in charge, well, you know, let's just say. Uh, they don't inspire much confidence. With each passing day, uh, less so. What was the latest thing I read? Uh, Joe Biden uh, mistook uh, uh, some political party for a soccer team or something. You know, it's it just—I, it's not even surprising anymore. You read these things, you shrug your shoulders, and you go, "What's the next thing?" Well, we talked about Anheuser Bush. When was it? Uh, Last week. And uh, their desire to have a man in a dress be their spokesperson. And that didn't turn out so well. Apparently, Anheuser-Busch loses more than $6 billion in market value following uh, the Bud Light deal that they inked with – a boy pretending to be a girl. Apparently, uh, nobody likes the idea that this Buds for you means an actual bud. So uh, where they go from here, they're probably going to double down. So's Nike. But at least, and for the most, look, all right. Those of you that are of the female persuasion that listen to this program, you are the present company that is excluded, okay? Because every time I, I, I point out the obvious, and it has to do with a specific gender, and since there are only two genders, I'm limited. So either I talk about the woman's or the man's. Uh, but those of you that are women that listen to this program, present companies excluded. Now, I will say this, and I know it's going to anger some of you because, you know, it is what it is. What can I do? I can only point out facts. I know they're horrible things because, you know, our facts, math is math. And the reason that the utter destruction of this country by legislature has gone so smoothly is because There are countless women that vote in a certain way. Let's just put it that way. All right? If you're for baby killing and free stuff from the government, they'll get in line. It doesn't matter who's running. It could be, I don't know, somebody that
1: eh,
0: mentally isn't all there, Uh, a la the gentleman from Pennsylvania. Apparently, he's gone missing. He's in some sort of rehab place. Because, you know, you could tell from, from his uh, awe-inspiring debate, you could tell that uh, he wasn't going to be uh, one of the shining lights uh, in the Senate, one of, one of the new up-and-comers. There are women who vote a certain way. I'm not talking about Christian women because, hopefully, they have values still. But even among christian women there's there there's been a push to infiltrate the church and start spreading this this nonsense that well you can vote for abortion uh and still you know hallelujah jesus it's you know I mean murdering an innocent person that you're supposed to give birth to and raise and, and nurture and serving Jesus, I, 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 don't, I, I don't feel like they're compatible. I know I said feel. They're not compatible, okay? You're fooling yourself. Stop. You will be called to account one day for the choices you've made, for the things you've done and the things you've said, and and, and that's one of the issues that is a red line. If you call yourself a believer but you're still voting for abortion, what, third trimester, two-year-old, if it can crawl away, they're still not safe. They have to be able to run. Stop. But this is what happens when the teachings of the gospel get diluted down to, eh, just be happy, be yourself. Raise your hand, have your best life now. Who cares? Well... God cares, and God is very aware, because there is nothing hidden from his sight. If he can count the hairs on your head, he's going to know your, your heart's proclivity, as it were. But, going back to the initial uh, idea, even women are starting to wake up to the fact that this whole push to embrace transgenderism and insist that you pretend a man is a woman uh, is toxic. It's not just toxic, it's harmful, dreadfully harmful. And even they are beginning to push back. When you start losing the soccer moms and the Oprah watchers, you know you're in trouble. There's, there's a new movement now for women to burn their Nike bras uh, because apparently a, a, a dude in a dress is not representative of the female gender. Go figure. Now, I know, well, people are waking up. I'm guardedly hopeful that people will realize what's happening. But, again... I've overestimated the average intelligence of the average American citizen one too many times to to, to let my heart, uh, you know, just fly away with hopefulness. I don't know. I'm highly doubtful that we're going to turn this ship around because people have very short attention spans. And if they can weather the storm of women getting angry until they find something else to be angry about. I don't know, maybe we can uh, uh, resurrect, save the polar bears. Or we can resurrect, save the pandas. It has to be something cute. Polar bears, not so cute. Once you've seen a polar bear dig into a carcass, it's not something, oh, it's so cuddly. So I don't know, maybe the pandas. So we we need to start saving something because we need to distract from the reality of what's going on in this country. I I I think very few people understand the times that we're living in. And even those that are beginning to get an inkling, even those that are beginning to see uh, the picture come into focus, they just don't want to believe it because to believe it would mean to do something about it. And so rather than believe that we're in the situation we're in, rather than actually stand up and go, yeah, this this is not just wrong, it's insane. These are people that have lost their minds. These are people that need help and sure help them, but don't validate what they say. Uh, I was having, I know I, 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 I even hate admitting this because, but I was having a, uh, instant message conversation with a friend of mine on Facebook, uh, yesterday. And, uh, it came about why why so few believers want to acknowledge the things that Jesus said regarding the last days and why they're unwilling to accept the reality that they're still here and that they will still be here for some time. And uh, as we were going back and forth, I, I wrote this to him because... Uh, He's preparing a sermon on on the last days and something. Anyway, uh, what I wrote to him was this. The modern-day church invented a third coming because they couldn't cope with the reality of the second coming. Uh, And this is where we are. Uh, We're we're so intent on telling people that we're not going to see hard times. We're so intent on telling people That we're not going to go through hardships. That we had to invent a third coming. Now now the theory is this. Jesus is going to come. We're going to go up. Then he's going to come again. And then he's going to come for for, for the last time during the thousand year reign or at the end of it. And you're like, that's not what the book says. But if we're to believe what the book says, then we need to prepare our hearts for difficult days, especially for the church. It doesn't matter what metric you look at, it seems as though attacks against Christians and Christianity are on an uptick. Churches are being burnt to the ground, Christians are being accosted, they're being beaten, they're being killed, and the latest thing to come out, which is another thing that you're having a hard time finding on the interwebs, is that the FBI, the Federal Bureau of the BI, actually inserted individuals in certain congregations to uh, snoop, to, to gauge uh, how fundamentalist they really are. This is what they used to do back in the communist days in Romania and Russia. They used to infiltrate people into the church, pretending to be of us, but not of us. There's something in the Bible about that. And then they used to report. And every time someone got on fire, every time someone really wanted to see the presence and the power of God, guess what? Coincidentally, that individual got called into the cop shop. And they were quote-unquote re-educated. I mean, they're attempting to re-educate the masses and and, and make them accept things that that human nature, never mind spirituality or or the Bible or God or Jesus, bristles at. One of them being a guy in a dress is really a woman. It's not. Stop yourselves. But see, they need to keep pushing the narrative. And they've gotten... One here, one there. Preachers, pastors, people who are supposed to be the shepherds of the sheep. Who are going along with this nonsense. And with each one that goes along with this nonsense, guess what happens? Those that don't. Those that hold the line. Those that still call it sin. Those that call it abnormal. Those that call it a mental illness. They're ostracized and labeled as individuals who not only are against progress but who have some sort of deep-seated uh hatred. I don't hate anybody. It's but you you need help. If you're putting on a dress and lipstick and saying your name's Betty instead of Bob, you need help. We can't normalize everything. Look, every so often, every eight months, six to eight months, they keep trying to normalize pedophilia because that's the next thing. I know you yeah, know oh, it can't be, brother, My, we got there's a line and a standard red line in Phoenix'es. Eh, I've told you for years and years i'm I'm going horse here, saying the same thing over and over again, just 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 because it needs to be said by someone. Anyone is left to write the history of this generation. There needs to be an addendum. Hey, somebody said this stuff. So every six to eight months, they're they're trying to normalize what's next. There's nothing next. I mean, zoophilia is now up in the air because love is love. You know, you, you can't. How can you deny love? And that's the same narrative they use for pedophilia. It's, it's, it's no longer pedophilia. It's now minor attracted persons. Because, you know, pedophilia has a, has a uh, bad taste when you say it. There's a tinge to it. So let's rebrand it. And they're going to go at it again and again and again because it wears people down. And they're going to find some sympathetic face to try to make the point, to try to make the argument. It's just love. What's wrong? Why do you not love love? Because we, we, we forgot that the devil's insidious. We forgot how, how, how horrid an enemy we have. What's, what's the last thing I read? A mother and son are becoming father and daughter. Why not? Everything else is upside down and inside out. Why not? In the meantime, while all these things are going on, what's the church doing? What are the people of God doing? Well, you know, they, they put on a Beauty and the Beast-themed Easter production. So there's that. Again. I I, I didn't want to start out this way. There were other things I wanted to talk about because uh, the things we discussed a year ago about financial stressors and about the inflation eating into people's savings, it's it's starting to, to boil over at this point. But we need to shift our mindset from a, a, a collective revival in this nation to an individual one. There is not going to be collective revival in America. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. There, there's a certain point where, where you read the book of Romans and you go, yeah, yeah the conscience is seared. Once, it's, once a conscience is seared, that's done. There's no bringing that back to normalcy. There's no bringing that back to to, to any semblance of morality. So now the issue is, is, is not collective. It's individual. You must strive for sanctification as an individual. You must strive for righteousness as an individual. You must strive to hear the voice of God as an individual. There's no crutches left. This is where we are. Do I wish it were different? Uh, Absolutely. It's not as though I'm, 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 I'm sitting under a palm tree going, yay, it's happening. It breaks my heart. But we can't shy away from the reality of what is all right that's that's the truth of it and i know that it'll rub some of you the wrong way and i know some of you will be upset because you you were looking forward to it but national revival is not a thing that's going to happen in this country because in order for revival to be a possibility there needs to be repentance and the repentance first and foremost must come from the household of faith it must come from the children of god we're we're high in our own supply man we think we're already there sanctification what do you mean sanctification brother we're the apple of god's eye didn't you know and where's the fruit well you know that that that's a little slow in coming but you know God is gracious, we always find an excuse. There's always an excuse for duplicity. There's always an excuse for lukewarmness. There's also an excuse for believers trying to to, to walk one foot in the world and one foot in the church. And while time passes and things are getting closer, because if you think that... Look, this is... Globally speaking, everything is wrong. There's not one nation in the world that says, hey, things are great. Uh, What was the last thing I heard? Oh, uh, Credit Suisse. Uh, The parliament said, nay, nay, you're not getting bought out. So that fell through. Um, The Chinese are, are basically surrounding Taiwan now with ships. Uh if if it's confirmed that US troops are in Ukraine or that special forces are in Ukraine, that could be considered an act of war by the Russians. Uh the Brazil uh, Brazil's president, the the new guy, the Kami. He went to China to to, to kiss the foot of uh, Pooh. You know, the the Winnie the Pooh. Uh, and uh, start doing business in uh, Brazilian currency and won, bypassing the U.S. dollar. And all these things, one after the other, after the other, and still, we continue to slumber. Still, we won't wake up. I remember 1984 is when we got here. And I was nine years old. In 1987, I started translating for my grandpa. And for the next decade and change, the message was always, wake up America. It's not as though no one told you. It's not as though this nation wasn't warned. We just like sleeping too much. We like claiming ignorance of the reality that we're living. We like to pretend as though the God we serve is different than the God of the Bible. He's more libertine. He's made more allowances for sin and flesh. He hasn't. We just have people who tell us that he has. What is it? Andy Stanley just said that, uh, you know, the, the whole thing about creation, yeah, it was just, yeah, metaphorical. It wasn't like God really did it. Because, you know, we're, we're supposed to be, you know, from from the slugs of the earth, here we are. Uh, we're going to get into that, too. And we're also uh, going to get into the toxicity of power. I think that's that's one topic that we need to tackle. Because Once people have any semblance of power, it goes to their head. I remember back in the day that I I, I cringed at John McCain, where the man knew there was a death sentence hanging over his head. He knew he was terminal. And rather than spend his last days with his family, with his kids, grandkids, with his wife, he, he he dragged himself onto the senate floor to to do his thumbs down thumbs up routine now we have another mummy basically i mean the the only thing keeping that heart ticking is is probably software but uh madam uh feinstein asked uh, Schumer to temporarily replace her on key, key committee. Temporarily, I mean, look, y- you should you should have the presence of mind to understand that your time cometh, and perhaps during those last moments, prioritize, try to make up for the fact that. You were an indecent human being, I ah, just a thought, but back to Andy Stanley <sighs> Andy Stanley, I know apples and trees so uh this is and allow me to take a sip of my coffee. It's black uh it smells like fungus and feet, so you know it's good. By the way, this program is being recorded uh, today, April the 13th, the year of our Lord 2023, Uh, so it is uh, fresh, as the kids like to say, but not live. Now, these are uh, Andy Stanley's words. There's no necessary conflict between evolution and theism, because evolution is a means. Theism says there was an agent. I have one high school biology teacher who's a Christian here. It's like, please, would somebody make this clear? I know this is like really important because people come home and kids come home from biology class in high school, like, well, you know, but evolution. This is very important, Andy Stanley says The Genesis account of creation... The point that isn't there, or the point that isn't, is here's how God did it. The point is that God did it. So basically what Andy Stanley says is if you read the book of Genesis, and you see God formed man from the dust of the earth and breathed life into him, then cracked a rib and made Eve... Well, you know, don't take it literally, because you're just a fool. Because between the Word of God and a high school biology teacher, you should probably listen to the high school biology teacher, because they know so much more. This is what happens when people lose their minds. They go from bad to worse. They get deeper and deeper into heresy, to the point that this is completely normal to somebody like Andy Stanley. Hey, don't believe God. Believe the biology teacher, because it's possible that you know God uh, didn't go into detail of how he created man. Look, this this is the spiritual food with which modern-day Christians are being suckered, This is the sucker they receive from their shepherds. And you wonder why there's so much confusion. You wonder why there's so much lukewarmness. You wonder why so many people are just turned off to the idea of church as a whole. Because we've made a farce of it. Because it's a clown show. Because it's a circus. Because people like Todd Bentley still have ministries after all this time. By the way, guess what? If you missed him the first go-round, he's going back to Lakeland for a new round of revivals, miracles, and raising the dead. How, how, how long dead must they have been? I mean, do they have to be fresh? Or can they be like Lazarus dead? When, you know, you, you roll the stone and there's there, there's that funk because, you know, worms and stuff. It's finally here. Charismatic prophet Todd Bentley, one of the scant few hucksters in the whole of Christianity, uh, that Dr. Michael Brown has ever bothered to condemn. I, I Apparently the writer of this has a bone to pick with Michael Brown. I don't know who he is, so I cannot verbalize. Uh, but he's uh, he's back at it. Uh, as previously announced, he's returning this week to Lakeland, Florida, the side of his infamous Lakeland outpouring, where he became uh, famous and then imploded in a sea of scandal. Because, uh, you know, money's tight. He's putting on a new revival. Touch the hem of heaven. Isn't it always, though? Isn't it always some um, touch the hem of heaven? Receive stop how about humble yourself how about repent how about go into your prayer closet and start talking to god again how about reading his word and believing it and not trying to find excuses not to believe it well did you hear what andy stanley said i i don't care what Andy Stanley said. I don't care what anyone else said. I know what the Bible says. And when God holds people to account, it's not going to be based what, on, on what other people said about him. It's not going to be based on what other people said they thought the Bible meant. When God holds people to account, he will hold them to account on his word. Period. And that's the one thing that a lot of people should be very scared of. That God is not going to hold individuals to account based on what they heard from somebody else interpreting the word of God, but based on what the actual word of God said. (sighs) To this day, Bentley still maintains that eight people rose from the dead in Lakeland as a result of his miraculous anointing. But has declined to provide any, any evidence and why would he you know what if if i came back from the dead i'd volunteer to give an interview i'm just saying is is is, is that grumpy lady still around uh what's her face uh she used to interview all the presidents and stuff uh, she used to 60 Minutes. Ah, I, I miss, she's, she's, she's ancient now. But, you know, she probably would have been all up for an interview with somebody that was raised from the dead. Uh, he's doing fine for himself with his ministry. Fresh Fire USA, having recovered from more scandals, uh, and he's bringing in nearly a million dollars a year. Yeah, tattoos aren't cheap. That's that's all I gotta say about that. Tattoos are not cheap. I don't have one, but you know what? Uh, our 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 latest uh, tattoo tattooed individual, uh, she's uh, now her face looks like the Joker. What's her name? She she found a dispensation in the Bible to get her first tattoo at seventy eight or something. It's not Marilyn Hickey. Marilyn Hickey is like an older version of this one. See, things slipped my mind. I didn't get a good night's sleep. But, you know, I, it's, I hear from uh, people who are in financial straits that tattoos are very expensive, and chances are they got into financial straits uh, because they got overly excited about tattoos. I don't know. Just an idea. But, uh, yeah, here we go. He's back because a million bucks a year isn't enough. And uh, a new generation of suckers uh, is, is is about to get fleeced. Uh, raising the dead now. See, it, 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 there, there's always. I'm I'm not. I can't. I can't. You know, there, there's 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 only so much my brain will take before it stops processing. Why do you think Lazarus was such a big deal? Because it was so commonplace. When when you're telling me that Jesus raised one person from the dead and this guy raised eight, allow me my skepticism, please. But this is this is modern Christianity. And you're telling me with a straight face that These people are going to endure to the end. You're telling me with a straight face that these are the people that will be like the martyrs of old who will sing songs while being burnt alive. If that's your argument... Ooh, I don't know. Now, a Tennessee representative also claimed that black Jesus was lynched for supporting the LGBTQ community. I know. You're thinking to yourself, what? Exactly. Because once you let a little lie through the door, they push their luck to see how far they can get with the insanity. Pearson. One of two black Democrats that was expelled from the Tennessee House after leading a protest in the galleries actually said this. He said that Jesus, who he believes was black, was lynched, not even crucified, but lynched, because he supported the LGBTQ community. I, if if a man can claim to be a woman, why not this? There's, there's no end to the insanity. Nobody's pumping the brakes. Sure, you got some angry soccer moms burning bras, but how long is that going to last? Then what do we do? You prepare for the end. What do we do? You get right with God. You sanctify yourself. You learn what it is to endure because you will be called upon to endure whether you like it or not. I know. Tell us good things. There's plenty of people telling you good things. You can find one just within your 15-minute city. Seventy percent of Americans feel financially stressed in uh, President adult diaper Biden's America. Inflation fueled by uh, this administration's war on the American energy. Well, there's a reason for that. Go electric. Well, but the grid is going down because there's too many electric cars. Then learn to walk. See, if you lived in a 15-minute city, then it wouldn't be a concern that's where you're born, that's where you live, that's where you work, that's where you die. I'm sure they'll have composting centers for your cadaver. This is what happens when you give incompetent people power. This is what happens when a majority votes benefits for themselves without having the presence of mind to go, what happens if we do this, though? Hmm. Hmm. What happens is you have relics like Diane Feinstein not wanting to give up the grip of power, just temporarily. I, I, I'm going to be away temporarily. They're going to put me in a chamber and pump me full of some chemical or other to try to keep me alive for another three days. I'll be back. Don't you worry. Meanwhile, uh, jobless claims have started inching up. Uh Apparently, uh what is it? They're the highest since, what, January of last year. And, again, the whole jobless claims thing, the way that they put the math together is disingenuous because what they do is they only tally the number of first-time individuals. So the number of Americans making initial claims for jobless benefits rose last week, indicating some slow motion progress in the Federal Reserve's campaign to lower the demand for U.S. labor. Thanks for that. Initial claims rose by 11,000 to 239,000 for the week ending April 8th, inching above the Wall Street estimate of 235. This is the highest level of initial claims since January 2022. Now, I know somebody told you, because I'm the one that told you, that at some point it's going to flip. It's, gonna, it's been people now hiring for so long that we thought jobs would be around forever. Guess what? Now we've flipped the coin, and we're seeing layoffs. And we're not seeing layoffs of burger flippers, even though they're getting laid off too, because now they have what, fully automated McDonald's restaurants popping up? Huh? Huh? I know. Fight for 15. That's what you get. Because it's either go fully automated and still sell you something that looks like a meat patty for two bucks, or pay the guys that, you know, pick their nose and rub their booger on your bun 15 bucks an hour and charge $18 for the same yummy, yummy burger. They realized it's just cheaper to go fully automated. And guess what happens when a restaurant goes fully automated? The people looking for a job, the people wanting to work, will not be able to find one, at least. Flipping burgers because hey, fully automated. The same thing's happening for 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 these dorky people that think they're writers that write for for the internet or for magazines. They got very excited with that AI that was writing their articles for them, and now they're going, "Oh, uh, but if AI is writing our articles, how do we get paid? You don't." You don't get paid. You, you just destroyed your own niche. You destroyed your own ability to earn a living because that's how dumb you are. Pewter generated wisdom for you. Now, granted, and I know we're all over the place. That's fine. It's a Thursday. You know, I, every week I'm like, ah, maybe next week. Mushroom clouds. I don't have to do the program. But here we are. So, you know. Take it for what you will. It's free. See, if you complain about something that's free, then you're the problem, not me. Just saying. Back to it. The only problem with these uh, AI-generated articles, and I, I've, I, okay, I shouldn't say it, but I will. There's pastors that are generating their sermons through AI, through chat GDP or GPD or whatever it is. And you know how you can tell? Because I heard three sermons that have the same bullet points in the last week and a half from individuals that I know don't like the work, but they like the pay. So, just saying. The problem with... Artificial intelligence is that it still needs to be programmed. There still need to be parameters. You can look into this if you want. I have, just because I wanted to clarify a few things. You can ask an AI module, you can ask one of these programs to write you a joke about Jesus, and they're more than happy to do it because the people that programmed them are likely godless heathens. But if you ask the program to write you a joke about Muhammad, or if you ask them to write a joke about Allah, guess what the program says? Nay, nay. No, sir. Can't do it. That's one bridge too far. Because even godless heathens are afraid of getting decapitated. That's right. So it's not – there's an agenda behind everything, including chat GDP or whatever it's called. But every leap forward with every progress, people's abilities to earn a living – during thing doing things like i don't know writing an article for a magazine or flipping a burger becomes less and less possible and then every single one of those people have to turn to government and become a word of the state as it were because they used to tell us, remember the, the coal miners in Pennsylvania when they couldn't work anymore? Learn to code. Well, some of them did and now they got laid off too. They're like, what next? Well, be a good little lamb and do what we tell you. And then, uh, you know, we may feed you. Uh, because at some point, They're going to have to get real aggressive with the whole notion of gun confiscation in this country. At some point, they're going to have to get real aggressive about you not having the ability to defend yourself or your family. Because things will get that bad where they will fear that their power will be affected on both sides of the aisle. Again, stop with Republican and Democrat, both sides of the aisle. It's the power. It's the power that they want to retain. And in this equation, you are the enemy. In this equation, you are the thing that threatens their power. And uh, if they have to get together, if they have to... What's what's the saying that, that they love to use? If they have to reach across the aisle, I know, huh? (laughs) Look at that. They're reaching across the aisle because they understand the danger. Yeah, they understand the danger to their power dynamic. So if they have to reach across the aisle to take away your rights, they will. Because it's all coming to a head yes i just sipped from my coffee it's not even hot anymore this 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 is this is you know this is the sacrifice i make i drink lukewarm coffee but yeah i if i i'm looking every single day i if if it's thursday morning and i know we're going to record the program i i go through the news looking for a silver lining And if ever I find one, I share it with you. But lately, uh, silver linings are less and less in appearing. And dark clouds seem to get bigger and bigger. We are not in a good place as a nation and as a world. And the more economic turmoil that there will be globally, the more uncertainty uncertainty there will be regarding where people will get their next meals, the worse it's going to get. Right now you have the Iranians planning for assault. On the Israelis, the Israelis are doing the same thing uh, against the Iranians. Everywhere you look, it's, it's as though, you know, Jesus was right and peace has been taken from the earth. Who would have thunk it? But then again, Brother Mike, I, I think you're putting the cart before the horse because it can't be those days. We're not here for those days. Who said well, you know, I mean, people said, yeah, but did Jesus say? I go back to to the initial thing that we discussed earlier. And I need you to it's not just cuz I said it, but it makes a lot of sense and it's kind of deep. Uh I'm going to here here we go. The modern day church Invented a third coming because they couldn't cope with the reality of the second coming. Will he find you ready? Will he find you awake? Will he find you with oil in your lamp and oil to spare? These are the questions that you must answer for yourself. These are the questions that you must ask yourself and be honest about. I can't do it for you. I can't answer them on your behalf. All I can do is pray that you are ready. All I can do is pray that you see the world through objective eyes. See it as it is and not as you would like it to be. Look, we're close to another crash in this country. We're very close. And I think that it's going to make 08 look like a puppy. We did it to ourselves. We've got no one to blame but ourselves. And so knowing that these things are coming, all we can do is prepare and grow in God, because that's, that's the only place of safety that you'll find. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Every. Metric you look at, from trucking to business rentals, to just everything, everything, everything is signaling worse is on the way. And so the question is, are you ready, mentally and spiritually? Because as far as physically is concerned, we talked about the Venezuela diet. And who among us can't stand to lose a couple pounds? Just saying. So anyway, yeah, so, I I'm not even going to go into it. It's just there's 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 nothing. There's no silver lining. Every metric is is out of whack, and and unless we want to devalue our currency to the point of nothingness, we can't print anymore. Just a thought. Anyway. Happy Thursday. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. And, Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Thank you, Michael. Well, prayer need today. Pray for the folks down
1: in Franklin, Tennessee. They had a, a city hall vote to allow a gay pride event at their city public park. 120 people spoke up. About 110 were against it. And uh, ten or so were for the LGBTQ whatever event, you know, the other pronouns they add to there. And the mayor in the Bible Belt, the aldermanic vote was four to four, and the mayor gave it the 5-4 approval, who probably goes to an evangelical church. This is the disaster of America. This is the disaster of is the church, you know, getting woke you know, culturally trying to blend in so much. But the mayor the mayor said he offered them a lifeline. No, he gave the devil the lifeline. Gave the devil, you know, the opportunity to, again, shame the community instead of standing for God, instead of standing for the faith. The, the stupid argument, uh, I'll just, you know, be patriotic and stand for, you know, Politicians are good at it. Just stand for uh, the people. When you're going to stand in front of a holy God, give account to him. And that's the ludicrousness of America's political, you know, position. But thankfully, some pastors stood up against it. 120 people showed up and spoke and... You know it's waking up that area of uh, Tennessee. Tennessee's in the very much in, in the throes of needing our prayers and uh, keep them in prayer. Uh, thank you for listening to the broadcast and many of you let us know you enjoy it, which we appreciate a lot and uh, God bless you for tuning in to the light of truth. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Bodea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.